This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. Or go to www.memyselfanddie.com. All of the show's playlists, social media links, and other material can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. Why? Why have I embarked upon this madness? Oh... Sister, why did I ever leave you? Why did I ever put you and our people in this position? I should have stayed. I should have stayed. Well, hello, and welcome back once again to Me, Myself, and I. I am, as always, your intrepid GM host and player, Trevor DeVal. Thanks so much for joining. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe below. We've been on a little hiatus. We're going to come back from that, at least temporarily. I don't know if I'll be able to do once a week for a little bit. Things are pretty crazy right now, but I'm going to try and do as much as I can. So I managed to squeeze this episode in. Uh, so hopefully everything goes well for Arn Havensbane, as he was named by the elves after Thaugalos had raised and utterly destroyed their village, uh, leaving him uh, not exactly wounded, but, you know, half burned. Certainly his health is down to zero, his spirit is down to zero, his supply is at plus one, his momentum's at plus two. He's in rough shape, he had to leave the destroyed ruins of Windhaven behind him, and now he is once again by himself. His only companion, the mad spirit of Veslidi, his great-grandfather in the head of the spear, Ulvatan. Uh, to get right into this, he failed the vow to help Faraza. Faraza was the elven smith that was going to help him put the spearhead back on, on, a, on a proper spear to, to make it a proper uh, useful weapon. So now, in addition to all of the other horrible things that have happened to Arn, he has to face the fact that he blew that vow, which the move is... Forsake your vow. So the goal is lost to him, which sucked. Um, his vow to break the spell plaguing Faraza was a dangerous vow, which means that he right away is um, going to endure stress and he suffers spirit equal to the rank of the quest, which is dangerous, so he's going to suffer two. Now here's the thing. Endure stress! He takes two spirit, but his spirit is already at zero, which means that his momentum must make up for us, so his momentum is going to go down to zero. And then he's got to roll plus spirit or heart, whichever is higher. In this case, it's obviously heart, because the spirit is at zero. So he's going to roll heart, but again, this is good for him. He's at plus four. So this is endure stress of letting Faraza down, letting the elves down. In addition to everything else, we have a strong hit. Great. Shake it off, realizing that despite all of you out there who keep accusing Arn of genocide, it was not him who was responsible for the death of the village. In fact, he tried to save them. He tried to save them. He failed. Horribly. The dragon destroyed everything. It's not Arn's fault. Anyway, he's okay. Well, he's not okay. He's awful. <laughs> he's terrible. Uh, but he decides to press on taking plus one momentum. His momentum is now at plus one. Here's the thing. He is in rough shape. Burned. Low on supply. His, his spirit crushed by the horrible events that have happened. And he's alone in the woods with nothing but the mad whisperings of this lady. He is going to press on through the woods for a number of days, looking for any kind of settlement in which he could sojourn. He needs still to find a smith to put Ulvatan 
into a proper weapon. It worked pretty good as a dagger against the dragon, but he doesn't want to do that again. He's going to need it as a spear. So he's going to have to find a settlement. That's going to involve a journey, but before he does it, he is alone in the woods and he is going to have to make camp. I think that's the first thing he's going to do, or is it going to be resupply? I mean, he's got to do both, but you know what? I think he's just, he's so bone weary. He's so hurt both physically, emotionally, spiritually. He has to make camp uh, here in the woods, in the, 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 the long, the large dark woods of the, of the deep wilds, uninhabited and dangerous. Several days in the woods go by, him trudging on and on through the twisted bracken of the deep wilds and a light snow is falling from above and although the majority of it doesn't actually reach the forest floor, mo mo most of it just sort of blankets the tops of the trees in a, in a white cloak of, of snow. The temperature has gotten colder and he is um, trying to build a fire and, and, you know, make camp for himself. Okay, so he's gonna make camp. This is a couple, couple days later. Now, what happens here? He's, he's gonna try and rest and recover. He's gonna roll supply. Oh no, he can't do this. He can't do this. The supply sucks. It's plus one. He's got to resupply first. So as he is trudging through the woods, he's going to take some time to hunt, to forage some food, also to, to cut down some, some appropriate sticks to be able to fashion into uh, arrows. So he is hunting, foraging, scavenging, whatever the case is. So this is going to be plus wits. His wits is only plus two. And we have a six, which is a weak hit on resupply. Take up to plus two supply, but suffer one momentum for each. Well, that really sucks because you know what that means? He's gonna take the two supply, which puts him up to three, but his momentum is now minus one. In Iron Sworn, when your momentum is less than zero, if you roll any action and the action die, the D6, equals or, or matches the value of your negative momentum, which is in this case one, you must cancel the action die. So as long as his momentum is at minus one, every action roll I do, if I roll a one, it counts for nothing. So he, this is a pretty significant setback and it makes sense. All of the stuff that he has undergone over the past few weeks, it is really, really, really hard on old Arn. And I think as he's resupplying and beginning now to, to attempt to make camp, which he's gonna do in a second, he's thinking about perhaps simpler days, simpler days in the South when he was but a simple bounty hunter employed by uh, uh, noble lords of cities to go after wanted criminals by the name of Simon. <laughs> Those were simple days, but they are far behind him as he has now returned north to the land of his birth and perhaps he's regretting that. Perhaps he wants to return home. Home, of course, being the South this time. Maybe, maybe he wants to return back to Simon and an old haunted Edbert, but that will be a story for another time because for the moment he has to make his camp. He builds a fire, tries to find a, a decent defensible place that is, is protected from the rising gusting northern winds that, that penetrate even the thick canopy of, the, uh, of the, the, the forest, which means he's gonna roll plus one supply. So in this case, it's gonna be plus, I'm sorry, uh, plus supply. So it's gonna be plus three to make camp rest and recuperate. And he rolls a seven, which is a fail. Take no comfort, pay the price. What's the price? You know, I, I love to roll these random tables and we roll 40. The current situation worsens. You know what I think that is? I just talked about how the wind was picking up. I think a good old fashioned northern storm blows in and makes it extremely difficult for him to find a safe place to build a fire. The wind somehow is 
cutting through the, the thick pine trees of the deep wilds. Gusts of snow are somehow finding their way in from the, from the sky above and buffeting him every step he takes. This is going to be a face danger as he tries to find a, a safer place to camp. This is tough. This is going to be with endurance. So this is plus iron. Not great for him. Plus two. This is all about constitution. That is a weak hit. You succeed but face a troublesome cost. I think we're going to, I think we're going to endure stress again. I think we're going to endure stress again. The, the cold is not biting enough. He's not far north enough for the cold to be that dangerous to him, so he's not going to do, endure harm. But this is doing a number on his whole self-confidence, on his whole... And I think even he, at one point, he stops, you know, one arm against a, a tree, his breath steaming in, in the cold air in front of him, and he, he, he cries out to fate or whatever gods that may be listening. Why? Why have I embarked upon this madness? Oh, sister, why did I ever leave you? Why did I ever put you and our people in this position? I should have stayed. I should have stayed. He's got to endure stress. This is going to be one stress. He doesn't have any spirit, so his momentum goes down to minus two, and he's got to endure the stress. Pretty good, plus four, eight. Strong hit. He shakes it off. He braces the darkness. His momentum goes up to minus one. He's not able to make camp, however, because he did miss on the make camp. So days go by. His supplies dwindling, dwindling. He takes a few pot shots at, at a couple of thin, emaciated rabbits that he sees. He bags one or two of them, but they're hardly enough to, to fill his stomach. And there's certainly not enough to buoy his flagging spirits, but he continues on, days going by. He doesn't even know where he is at this point. Um, but he is technically on the move, so I'm gonna do an undertake a journey roll for him. Now, this is just to find a random settlement. So we're just gonna say, find settlement. This is a troublesome journey. He's setting off, this is plus wits, plus two. Six is a strong hit with a match. That is great. Undertake a journey, a strong hit. He's gonna reach a waypoint. So he's gonna mark three boxes on the find a settlement, which is good. It's a strong hit and an opportunity happens. I don't know what the nature of that opportunity is gonna be. So I'm gonna roll on the action and theme table. He got a strong hit on his and undertake a journey. I suspect it's gonna be he sees some sort of evidence of a human uh, habitation, an Ironlander habitation, but maybe not. Uphold, 68. Uphold portent is the positive thing from the match. Well, let's find out what the um, what the waypoint is. It's a location and it's gonna be a road. Great, uphold the portents. What I think this means is signs. He sees signs, not road signs, but yeah, actually basically the road signs, except they don't have writing on them. They have marks on them. So this is essentially a series of marks cut into the sides of trees. He finds an ancient road, and I suspect this road is probably of elven make. This is an ancient, ancient road, much in the same uh, type of uh, craft and construction as the the fortress of Hogvendil was. So perhaps I think uh, all these things were built by the elves long before the humans came. Nonetheless, he finds a road, which is very, very good. Uh, this, this I think, is, is going to help buoy his spirits a little bit because he knows he is now definitely on the right track. I pulled the portents. There it is. He knows he's going in the right direction. He is going to now, along the road, make camp. Now, again, it's not road like an old Roman road. Again, it's heavily overgrown, infested with 
cloying weeds all now covered with a light sheen of snow. But he is going to try and make camp along the road now. So he's going to roll plus supply, which is plus three to make camp along the road. Look at that beautiful strong hit. So he chooses two. He could take all kinds of things here. Oh boy. I think he's going to recuperate. So his health goes to one. And I think he's also going to focus, which is momentum goes to zero. He spends a night at a makeshift camp along the road in the deep wilds. Great, so that's okay. And the next morning he gathers his supplies and continues off. He's gonna undertake another journey here. This is plus wits, so that's gonna be a weak hit. Uh, Reach a waypoint and mark progress, but suffer one supply. His supply goes down to two. He reaches another waypoint, it's gonna be another section of road. So the road perhaps is in, in slightly better repair. Okay, is he gonna try and make camp one more time? I think, he, I think he has to. His supply's down to two, it's not great. He's running out of supplies and he knows he needs to get to a settlement soon. He's still very hurt, very demoralized and running out of stuff. This is now at plus two. Oh, okay, eight. Well, that's still a weak hit. So a weak hit, he can he can pick one of these options here. I think he's going to recover. He's gonna relax. His spirit goes up to plus one. Each of these undertake a journey rolls, each, each of these make camp rolls all, you know, take days and days and days. So I think he's been stumbling alone along this ancient battered road with its thin coat of snow on it for going on a couple of weeks at this point. He's gonna make one more journey roll, plus wits. Plus wits following the road. Plus wits is gonna be seven, which is a strong hit. You reach a waypoint and then choose one. He's just gonna mark progress. So his journey goes up to nine boxes now, which is great. He reaches a waypoint. I think the waypoint is probably going to be the settlement, but let's reach our destination and just see. This is a progress roll. We've got nine boxes here. So I'm just rolling the two challenge dice. Here we go. And we get a strong hit. So this, the, the situation at your destination favors you. He, in fact, comes across a walled settlement. And by walled, I mean, of course, wooden palisades with long spiked tops. Whatever Ironlander settlement exists in the deep wilds is gonna be heavily fortified, probably well patrolled. This is a dangerous place with all sorts of unknowns out there. So whoever lives here is gonna be a hardy, hardy folk for sure. Nonetheless, He is going to take plus one momentum and go up to plus one because of this reach your destination mode. What is the settlement that he has arrived at? Let us find out. It's gonna be 91. Frost, appropriate. Frost, zero one. Frostmore, ooh, that's kinda cool, Frostmore. Let's do a location descriptor. Location descriptor, 78. Flooded, flooded. Okay, so Frostmore is along the banks of a mighty river that has, um, that would have normally uh, burst its banks, but because it's getting on winter, I think that large, it's beginning to freeze over and large chunks of ice can easily be seen floating down the the, the icy blue waters as the the snow cascades down upon it. Frostmore itself, the, the, the village is flooded. So what I think that means is that the village of Frostmore, heavily fortified as it is, is built on a series of islands in the very wide river. We're talking a, a big river here. The Shattered River, because it's shattered by a bunch of little islands in the, in the middle of it. I don't think you can access the, the, the settlement from the, from the shore, from the banks. 
I think you need to take a boat or wait till the river freezes and then walk across, but the river's not yet frozen. We're not yet fully in winter. So he sees this settlement. He comes out and I think that his, his beard is rhymed with a little bit of frost. And you know, again, his breath is creating clouds of condensation in front of him as he trudges out of the woods and he sees this mighty river in front of him. Whatever sentries are on the walls of this uh, wooden palisade certainly see Arn. There's probably boats in the river, f fisher folk and that kind of thing, fishermen. I think Arn, um, uh, goes to a small dock that's built on the uh, his side of, of the shore. Is there a boat at the dock right now? I'd say likely, 26 or greater. Yes, there is. So there's a dock. There's a fisherman, maybe a couple of fishermen, uh, reeling in their lines, their catch, whatever the case is, as, as Arn comes up. Now, this is a, you know, this is a pretty fortified kind of place, so I think these fishermen are definitely armed, and as they see Arn come up, they turn and they pull spears, maybe one has like a sling or something like this, and they kind of, you know, uh, uh, very, very cautiously uh, adopt a defensive pose against, uh, against him. Because he reached his destination so effectively, um, he, there's no immediate danger here for him, so he's able to get across, uh, no problem. Friends, please, I assure you I am no threat to you. My name is Arn Kalapunki, and I, Crave your favor to ferry me across yonder river where I may take some comfort in that village there. The fishermen kind of look at him with, you know, some level of suspicion, but not too great. Aye, stranger. We will take you across, if it please you. The fishermen take him across the river and put him ashore at uh, a docks where there's a bunch of other fishing boats that are all tied up there. Again, it's, a, it's sort of a bustling marketplace. There's lots of uh, exchange of goods going on. They all kind of give him a, a suspicious look as they see him. They're not really used to seeing a lot of strangers here, but you know, he doesn't appear to be an obvious threat. So people, you know, give him the sort of the once over, but then sort of assume that uh, he's, not, he's not a danger. He did roll a strong hit on that. Um, progress move after all. I think he goes up to, to one of the merchants and he asks them where their overseer is. He's, you know, I, the place like this isn't gonna have much of an inn, so he's gonna wanna present himself to the overseer. I think that would be kind of the, the, the custom of the Ironmans uh, when you're a stranger uh, coming into a place like this. So they uh, point him towards a long house, a long, long house, uh, sort of in the center of the town. And uh, I think some of, the, some of the local guards kind of escort him there. They exchange a few little pleasantries with him. They get his name, this kind of stuff. Uh, they don't ask a lot of questions. They assume that that's what the overseer is gonna do, but they bring him to the overseer's longhouse. Inside the longhouse is a long central trestle table. There's not a lot of people here. I think it's just the overseer who's uh, at the head of a table uh, talking to a couple of uh, maybe merchants as well, dealing with local issues. Let's, let's find out about the overseer here. 38. He's disfigured. Disfigured what, 83? Hunter, okay. Disfigured hunter, so he probably got maimed or mauled by some sort of creature or animal uh, out in the woods. What's his goal here? 78. Avenge a wrong. None of this may come up, but I like to know, to give a little flavor to, to who this is. His initial disposition here is unfriendly. And finally, what is his name? I'm gonna roll on the Iron Lander names here. On the first table. His name is Lago. And Lago, let's see, I think Lago, yeah, I think Lago maybe took a big claw to the face. His, his right eye is, is dead, basically, so it's this, you know, uh, almost like cataract fill kind of white eye. He's got huge, huge scars across his uh, a weathered kind of pockmarked face, which a lot of it you can't see because it's under a big burly northern beard. But he's, he's dressed all in big furs, probably of animals that he's uh, hunted and killed himself with his bare hands. Uh, big fella, greetings overseer. My name is Arn Kalapunki an Ironlander from 
the ragged coast. I ask permission to take sojourn here in your village, to resupply myself, perhaps avail myself of your services, recover my health and my flagging spirits. Hmm, what's he gonna sound like, Lago? Lago, I think Lago is a big Scots. Aye, aye, yes. We are unused to strangers coming in here and flopping their carcasses down at our table as you have just done, Arn Kalapunke. I mean no disrespect, Overseer, but surely the hospitality of the Ironlanders is still good here, yes? The hospitality of the Ironlands is alive and well here, Ironlander. There is a boathouse not far from here. My man will show you the way. You may make your bed there and take your rest. Next to it is a drinking house where you may quench your thirst with the locals. Be welcome here, Arn Kalapunke. But be warned, the hospitality of Frostmoor is not unlimited. I do understand, uh, Overseer. Lago is my name but you may call me Overseer. Of course. Thank you, Overseer. And the, uh, one of the local guards takes Arn off to um, the boathouse in question where he's able to sort of put his head down, make a, 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 you know, decently comfortable bed. He is spending time in this community seeking assistance. He will be here for some days. Okay, so he does not have a bond with these people yet, but he's gonna roll plus heart. So again, this is something that Arn is pretty, pretty good at. So this is plus four. We get, okay, seven, so that is a weak hit. Well, the first thing he's gonna do is recuperate his health, which means that his health goes up by plus two, so it goes up from one to three. Now, as he's recuperating, he does spend time in the drinking house next door. He gets to speak with some of the locals. They're standoffish, but not wholly unfriendly, not as unfriendly as Lago the Overseer, certainly. Uh, but he, you know, he doesn't pry too much. He's more focused on resting and recuperating than he is learning too much or you know, prying too much into these people's business. He does find out, though, that the overseer, he gets a hint that the overseer seems to be quite bent on avenging a wrong of some sort. He doesn't pry, but he does hear that. Perhaps he will engage in a vow for the overseer if he rolls correctly. Uh, so the days go by, he recuperates, he feels a little better. Um, and he's gonna spend a little more time there. He's gonna, you know, he's, he's maybe spending what little coin he has in the drinking house and stuff. So days go by, he's gonna try another sojourn hurt here. Plus four. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. 10, that is a strong hit. Strong hit means he gets to pick two, but on a hit, you may uh, focus on one of your chosen recover actions and roll plus hard again. And on a strong hit, you get even more. So he has the option here to test his luck, so to speak. I think he's going to consort with the locals, which he's already been doing, you know, consorting with the locals in the in the drinking house. So that raises his spirit. So his spirit will go up to plus three. He's gonna try and focus on the consorting. So he's gonna roll again, again with plus four. And if he gets a good hit, and he does, that's another strong hit. So on a strong hit, he takes plus two more for that action. So his spirit goes up to five. So he befriends these people in the tavern. He befriends some of the guards. He befriends some of the fisher folk. Uh, over the next week or so that he's with them, he opens up a little bit and he, he shares some tales. He doesn't tell them everything. He certainly doesn't tell them anything about fighting a dragon or having an elven village wiped out, but he does 
He does share his experiences with them. They swap tales. They they drink long into the night, uh, laughing and, and sharing tales of the Norse tales of their lives. And his spirit is is utterly uh, uh, replenished by this camaraderie that he feels with these with these local people. It's almost enough to completely heal him from the sort of mental strain and damage of of, of having watched that elven village burn. But that, of course, will be a scar on his on his memory for for the rest of his life, no doubt. But he is also going to provide aid. So envision what this community needs or what trouble it is facing. What trouble is this community facing? We know that the overseer wants to avenge a wrong. What is the settlement trouble that he learns about while talking to his newfound friends in the tavern? The settlement trouble is... Sickness run amok. While he is getting to know these people, at several times, at several points, he tries to go and maybe buy some supplies at the at the local vendors and such, but they're all closed down, or not so much closed down, as every time he goes to enter their premises, he's stopped. He's stopped by some of the local guards. And when he asks about this, they all tell him, no, 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 the, the, the shops are closed to you, stranger. You stick basically to your, your your boathouse and your and and the, the drinking house. So Arn does not get a chance to really get to know more of the of the village because every time he goes somewhere or tries to enter to, or tries to engage in conversation with somebody else who isn't immediately uh, at the tavern uh, he's rebuffed and gradually he's told by one of the people that he has sort of befriended in the uh, in the tavern that the reason why is because there is a strange sickness that has afflicted a certain part of the village in fact yeah because this is a series of islands I think that several of the outer islands where some of these vendors are, are basically quarantined. They're off limits. Yeah, 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 that's it. So even even some of the local people are not allowed to go over there. So you've got the, the, the series of central islands where the longhouse is, the tavern is, where Arn is staying, where the majority of the, the community does its business. But on some of the outlying islands where some of the fishermen live, where some of the you know uh, other merchants are, uh, they're basically completely cut off. And the reason is no boats will go there. No, no boats will go to and from there because he's told that there is some sort of sickness out there and no one knows anything about it. So... Is he going to, is he going to try and deal with this? Is he going to swear a vow to try and help these people? Well, I think he could. I mean, vows are how you get experience in this game. <laughs> I think it's a very contagious disease, whatever it is. It's got to be very contagious. Otherwise, people wouldn't be quarantined uh, on these outer islands. So how deadly is it? Is it a really, does it kill people or does it just weigh, I think it's gotta be deadly. Is it deadly? I think it's likely, 26 or greater, it's a deadly, oh no, it's not, it's not deadly, but what it does, oh, I know what it does. I take that back about um, the, the leader being disfigured. It doesn't kill you, it basically disfigures you. So uh, Lago, the overseer, is not disfigured because he got swiped by a claw. He's disfigured because he survived this illness himself. And because he survived it and because he went through such horrible pain and because the results of this illness are literally written on his face. That's the reason why he imposed the quarantine until he can find some sort of cure. So I think Arn hears about this again through the fish folk and I think he asks for an audience with Lago. Overseer Lago. In the days I have spent among your people, I have heard of this unfortunate sickness that has run amok in the outer islands of this village. I ask you, is there anything I can do to help you with this? Lago is unfriendly. He's trying to avenge a wrong 
I don't know if that plays into this directly or not. I don't know if he's gonna be so quick to accept the help of, a, of an outsider. Possibly, I think we have to do a compel. Gain his trust because he has not been able to talk to Lago. He's only been able to talk to the people in the, in the tavern. This is plus heart, it's pretty good for Arn. Here we go, and it's gonna be, okay, eight. Well, that is a weak hit. They'll do what you want or share what they know, but they ask something even in return. Plus one momentum for this, so his momentum, I believe, goes up to plus two. The very best healers that I have found in all the land surrounding Frostmoor have come to me, and all have failed to find a cure for this disease that has ravaged not only my visage, but also the lives of my people on the outer islands. This cannot go on, but what makes you so certain that you will be able to find a cure for this affliction? when all of the alchemists and medicine men that I have brought to Frostmoor have failed. What is it that makes you so special? There is nothing special about me, good overseer, other than the fact that I have spent many, many moons in the wilderness, and I have grown familiar with many healing herbs in the past, some even over the past few weeks, as we've seen in various roles that I've made. It is possible that the alchemist that you have spoken with did not look in the right places. Allow me at least to try, good overseer. It will cost you nothing. Very well, Ironlander. I will accept, but what does he ask in return? I think it's just a matter of time. I'll level with you. The disease grows worse every day. More and more of the people on the outer islands, while not dying from this, are being ravaged. Their faces falling as if with some sort of palsy, for that is a part of this disease, you see. Some of them have grown paralyzed and are unable to continue their duties. I cannot have a village of invalids. We will starve if the people on the outer islands are not able to get back on their boats and pull the fish from the waters. So, I accept your vow, but you must hurry, for time grows short. And if you do not do this in time, there is no point in you returning at all. Okay, so he's got to swear a vow now. How hard is this gonna be? But honestly, I don't want this to be like an epic vow to find a cure for this disease because he's already got a big vow. Oh, oh, and that reminds me, duh. At some point during his sojourn in the village, I think it's fair to say that he's able to find a blacksmith to recreate the spear for him. I'm pretty sure, but we're not, in, but, but I, I just want to say that. I want to roll for that. So before we get to the vow, he's going to talk to one of the local blacksmiths on this island, but he's going to do a compel roll to see if he can basically barter with him and exchange goods, maybe some of the last of his coin, basically to get the, the blacksmith to fashion a proper weapon out of Ulvatan. This is plus four. Oh, great, another strong hit, that's awesome. So his momentum goes up to plus three, which is great, but he does get what he wants. So over the past week, while he's been sojourning and re re recuperating his health and his spirit with the people of this village, he gave Ulvatan to the local blacksmith and the local blacksmith now at the very end has presented him with the spear reformed, which is great. That is gonna count for a the old tick on the main vow. But in the meantime, he swears his vow to see if he can help these people. Eh, we'll call it dangerous. It's a dangerous vow. So uh, find a cure for, we'll call it the palsy. He's gonna roll plus heart. All these plus heart, all these social moves are good for Arn because he's good at this. 
Uh, and that's gonna be a strong hit, baby. Emboldened. It is clear what you must do. Next tick, plus two momentum as momentum goes up to plus five. Perhaps one of those herbs that he's come across is gonna be the first step in creating a, a concoction. Now, Arn is no alchemist. He doesn't have that asset, but he does know a thing or two about a thing or two. Uh, we've established already in the game that he's pretty good with finding these herbs. So I think that's a good first step. Lago said that he's already had alchemists look at this and the alchemists failed. So there's gonna be some other aspect to this that the alchemists were unable to procure or perform for Lago. So there's gonna be something else, some sort of twist involved in this, but I don't know what that is yet. We're gonna to have to find out as we go. Arn swears the vow to Lago, tells him he'll be back soon. And that's the other thing. I think the, the part of the vow here is find a cure for the frost more palsy before time runs out. So there is a threat of time running out here, but I'm not actually gonna use the threat rules from Delve because uh, this is a dangerous vow and the threat rules are best used with formidable or extreme vows. But I'm gonna keep this in mind that, you know, with certain failures that might advance the menace of the, the plague anyway. So there could, be, there could be outcomes of this regardless, depending on how Arn does uh, in this vow. But he has taken his spear, he has made his vow to Lago, the overseer of Frostmoor, and he has decided to set out to uh, procure the first step on his vow to cure the plague, which is to find some sort of herb that he maybe knows about that might help. How's he gonna do? I don't know. We're gonna have to find out together. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I will try and have another episode for you soon. It probably won't be uh, one a week as I like to do just because this is the holiday season and there's lots going on and my schedule's crazy and all that stuff. Uh, but I will try and get them out when I can. So uh, stay tuned, uh, keep the faith. And if you are interested in helping support the show as well, there's a Patreon account that I have a link to in the notes below. As well, if you're if you're interested in buying uh, Iron Sword or any of the other supplements that I've used in either this or season one, all of the links to Drive Through RPG are down below. So thanks so much for joining me, and tune in next time when Arn steps out on his new vow to help cure the plague of Frostmore, all in an effort to become more experienced, so that he can go and face the dragon one more time and fulfill his main vow here on me, myself, and die. <laughs>